Hey everybody, I just wanted to let you know you can follow me on Twitter at Still Podcast or on Instagram at Still Waiting underscore podcast. Or if you want to be featured on the show, maybe you want to leave a voice message, ask me a question, uh, give me a topic to talk about, you can go ahead and go to anchor.fm forward slash Ernie, E R N I E dash. Cornejo, C-O-R-N-E-J-O, or if you don't want to enter that address at all, you can just go to anchor.fm and look up Still Waiting Podcast. Enjoy the show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Still Waiting Podcast. I'm your host, Ernie C., back at you again with another week uh, I don't know if I sound better to you guys. I think I'm I'm going to do this for a while, but I'm recording from my phone again, like I was doing in the beginning. Um, but yeah, I think the microphone actually sounds a little bit better than my shitty beginner microphone. So if anybody wants that microphone, let me know. Maybe you guys can build a podcast um, and use it. it. It's a good microphone. I just, the way things have been going this past week, I mean, I don't know. It just felt like I just needed to lie down and do this episode uh it's because i'm i'm gonna call this episode unhinged for, and that's for a reason uh because i'm gonna preface this episode that something that happened this week where i had to excuse somebody from my life currently um it sucks it does suck because you know it's it i'm just trying to be transparent on here i'm not gloating or anything but I had to, you know, say bye to my girlfriend. Uh, it was a bummer. It, it was a bummer, but uh, I just felt like I wasn't, uh, it, I wasn't meeting her expectations of what she wanted me to be. And it's like it's one of those situations where, it, and it, to me, I, it's a pathetic excuse. I always hated hearing about it or he- hearing it from anybody. Like the whole "it's not you, it's me." Well, that was the case for this time. Uh, it sucks. I do. I do love her. I, I, but I do wish her the best. And I have nothing bad to say about her. She was a great, great girlfriend. Um, she deserves all the love in the world. She is a very, very good person. I just think uh, there was too high expectations. The longer our relationship went on, uh, the expectations were becoming a little bit hard to meet. But again. I do not wish bad on her. She is a good, good person, and I'm sure she will find the real love of her life, um, the real Kirk Cameron that she desires. Uh, but, she, yeah, I, I don't mean to be like – like I said, I'm not gloating or anything like that because ask my friend Alicia. She She's told me since my divorce that I'm a relationship guy, and that's that was true, and that was very, very true. Um, still, it kind of is. You know, I love being in a relationship – uh, it's it, it's no better feeling than knowing that you're loved by somebody. It could be a affectionate kind of love, could just be uh, mental love, whatever. And I get that mental love, that emotional love for my like my family. But it's always nice to have like an actual like physical bond too. But uh, that's besides the point. Again, I do wish her the best. She's a really really good person. And uh, I, I don't think she has anything bad to say about me. I, in fact, I know she wouldn't say anything bad about me. Uh, she's just that good of a person. I just felt like 
right now, I wasn't becoming the person that she wanted, and we were always arguing about that. Um, but it's okay. So it's time to move on. Uh, let's get into bigger and better news, uh, because I don't even want to think about that anymore. Uh, maybe I'll think about it sometime else down the road. But um, again, like, don't need to be, don't need to sympathize with me, guys. It's just, uh, you know, shit happens, and life goes on, and if fate will have it, maybe we'll get back together again down the road. Who knows? Uh, But for now, it's just time to move on, look for bigger and better things, pray for the best, all that good stuff. All right, so now that I got the bummers out of the way... (laughs) I'm actually going to start this episode off with uh, talking about Halloween Kills. Because, yes, I did go see it. And it was, to me, it's I'm a fanboy. So nearly any Michael Myers movie is amazing to me. To whereas the casual viewer is just like, this is lame. This guy, like, never dies. Um, all he does is kill people. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, how could you like this? You're a sick person. <laughs> All that good stuff. But I love it. I loved it. It was a great, great film. Um, there was a hilarious kill, by the way. Like, I, I felt like I was the only one laughing in the theater during this kill. But it, it was like Michael Myers. <laughs> he already kills this guy, right? Just kills him, kills his woman, I think. I think that was his woman. I don't know. They, yeah, they acted like they were a couple. He, like, jams a freaking fluorescent light down her throat, uh, or upper throat, whatever. Just stabs her right in the throat with it. And just, like, she's just sitting there watch watching uh, Michael kill her husband or boyfriend, whatever. And Michael just has that guy, like, bent over a table and just starts taking out all the cutlery, all the all the knives, and just... he's like It's like he's, like, knife testing. And in between each like stab it, the way they had it look is like it looked like he was sparring <laughs> it looked so so funny i was like laughing i was like so is michael like wanting to box after he's like stabbed somebody like what's going on it just cracked me up um and what else there was a ton of awesome callbacks to the to the whole franchise they even brought back tommy doyle the original tommy doyle from the 1978 Halloween and Lindsay Wallace and even like the nurse that's in the beginning of the very first Halloween in 1978. Um, they brought all them back. It was super, super, super cool. Um, there was also another hilarious kill, by the way, and I'm not trying to spoil this movie for you guys. If you guys like horror movies, go watch it. It's a really fantastic movie. Um, but there was a really, really funny kill where the black nurse lady, she's not a really nurse, but she's not a real nurse. Um, she's in a nurse outfit. And after, like, Michael starts killing off all of her friends, she's, like, trying to shoot him. And she's, like, obviously missing him. Shooting at him. And he's just sitting in the car while she's shooting at him. And then he kicks the door open. Kicks the door open. The door smacks her hand with the gun in hand, and it points it back at her, and she shoots herself. I was, like, crying laughing at that. Um, what else was great about that movie? They had a ton of good flashbacks 
to how what they believe the 1978 what happened in 1978 like after the movie ends they show michael he's still alive walking around town cops are trying to kill him and even they brought back dr loomis i don't know if anybody that's geeked out on halloween as much as me but um they brought back dr loomis and the guy that played him looked identical to donald pleasant's uh rest in peace donald pleasant's um but that was just killer makeup killer whatever it was cgi whatever it was it was so good and it was just so cool to see like they even like remade the map hey sorry guys Uh, i received a phone call and hopefully that doesn't happen again uh because i'm recording from my phone uh, I don't even remember what I was talking about, so this episode might be a little spotty, and maybe I'll go back to doing microphone stuff. I don't know. Or I should just turn on the Do Not Disturb. Let me do that real quick. Jeez, Ernie, get with the program. All right, there goes Do Not Disturbed. Okay. Uh, do Not Disturbed. What the hell? Um, yeah, definitely don't do that. Uh, I know I was still talking about Halloween Kills, but... I will say, there were some shocking kills in this movie. Like, there were, like, Michael is a straight up badass. I don't know another franchise where people just go to see the bad guy. Um, other than maybe Jason Voorhees. It's always the slashers. People just love the slashers. If you're a fan of horror, you love the slashers. You don't love the people, the other people, the other characters. Like, yeah, you like Jamie Lee Curtis, you even like the new girl, her granddaughter, and even um, her daughter, Judy Greer. Um, But people go to see Halloween because they absolutely love Michael Myers. The blank stare, his supernatural abilities. um, Because, yeah, they even acknowledge it in this movie that basically the guy cannot die. It's like something happens to him when he puts that mask on and he pretty much summons the power of the devil and he's just indestructible. I mean, the guy can get stabbed and get his hand chopped off, get his fingers chopped off, get, I don't know, all sorts of shit, like all sorts of shit happens to the guy and it's like he just goes unscathed and I love it. Like he's, he's human, just superhuman can't die the there was and i will say i can see why reviewers who aren't like big fans of the movie but will like will still love to watch the movie why they say they hated the movie because they think uh what am i trying to say they think this movie tries to take itself seriously and there's a part where it tries to, but I think it, it, it acknowledges the fact that it's just a Halloween film. Uh, but it was basically trying to get a whole message across about how how uh, bad the mob mentality can be. Although the um, the the reason for the mob is because people are sick of living in fear. Uh, because of how Michael Myers is, the whole town's, you know, sick of living in fear on Halloween because Michael Myers haunts the town, kills people, so they get a mob together and they basically go after the wrong guy. 
and something happens. I'm not going to spoil it for you guys, but yeah. Um, but yeah, such a, such a good movie. I was so excited to see it. I was like fangirling the entire time, went out for the night, had a little date night with myself, got a drink, had myself a little, I don't even know. It was some sort of whiskey drink. It was really, really good though. Um, just enjoyed a nice little me time, me and Michael Myers time. Um, but yeah, again, good film. Go see it if you guys can. If you're into horror movies, if you're if you're like me, go see the movie. If you're like the casual viewer, you probably won't like it. You'll probably be just fine watching it on Peacock. I tried to I I tried to invite Alicia, and she didn't want to go. So I was like, cool, no big deal. Date night with myself. Um. And what else did I do this week? I, oh, I finished. I think when I last talked to you guys, I was talking about that show, Midnight Mass. And yes, I did finish it. It was a good show. Definitely no Squid Game, but it was a good show. The guy that played the priest was so good. He was a, he was an intriguing character. He made he played that role really really good. I I can see him playing a priest in any other anything that involves a priest. He'll probably be the priest from now on. Kind of like what was his name? Gabriel something. I don't know. The guy that's on End of Days with Arnold Schwarzenegger, like he always played the same character after that movie where he was like the devil. But he like always involved himself himself in films like where he was. It was something religious. Like it, it could be a priest, could be. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. But he always played that same style of role. And I could see the guy from Midnight Mass doing the exact same thing. Uh, go check it out. There was some... I, I did have some questions, but... <clears throat> um, but yeah, it was a good show. Uh, I'm not going to talk about... Uh, yeah, I'll move on. Because <laughs> I don't even... It's like... I have this problem where I watch things and I'm taking everything in, taking everything in at like everything that's being told, the story being told, the characters. And then once I'm done, I completely forget everything unless I'm an actual like fanboy, like with Halloween kills, but I don't remember the character names at all. I don't remember shit. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm going blank already. It's been a long day, guys. I actually just got done dealing with uh, my my son's birthday party. He officially turned five this past weekend, and we had a birthday party today, and I was just running all over the place. I'm exhausted. I was thinking I should take a nap before I do this, but now nah, i got to get this out of the way because I'm going to try to do something tonight before I have to go back to work tomorrow. I'm free. I don't have the kid. I'm going to... Either have another date night with myself somewhere or maybe just kick back and watch movies. And I might watch Halloween Kills on Peacock. (laughs) I'm such a a nerd. Uh, Because I will... I'll watch that movie like a dozen more times before I get sick of it. Um, But going forward, I don't know if I've talked to you guys because, I mean, I don't like to talk too much about what I think, like, as far as, like, music goes. You guys know I like metal. I like horror movies. 
And I don't know, but with music, like, I don't want to shove music down your guys' throat because not everybody's into metal, but I have to talk about this album that just came out because it is so fucking good. So fucking good. Oh, man, because it's about horror movies. And this band has just found its calling with the last album. They call, they're called Ice Nine Kills. And they've been around for about, I think, 10 years or so. But their last album, they call it The Silver Scream. And, oh boy, they they just killed it. They wrote songs about Friday the 13th. They wrote songs about Halloween. They wrote songs about Freddy Krueger. Um, Saw, It. And that album was insanely good. Well... They released another album this past week, uh, The Silver Scream 2, because they found, like I said, they found their calling and they just wrote another concept album about horror movies. And this time it's about freaking Pet Cemetery. You have Resident Evil, you have Candyman, uh, American Psycho, Chucky. Oh my gosh. And the music is just so fucking good. It's so heavy. It's there's some melody to it. It's Spencer Charnas, that's the singer's name. If you hear him sing, like you're just immediately intrigued, I think. The guy has a beautiful like a voice of an angel, in my opinion. I try my hardest to sing like him, but it's like I want to throw up anytime I even think about hearing myself sing. But there's one thing I can take pride in when it comes to the kind of singing is I can do his deep growl screams like no other. If I if I get ever, if I ever get a chance to see them live, you bet your ass I'm in the front row, and I'm gonna be trying to do I'm I'm gonna try to do the heavy screams with him because I've been known to do that, getting you know singers' faces and just get on that microphone and just rah 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 rah. But yes. They released another album, The Silver Scream 2. Oh my gosh. And that Pet Cemetery song, guys, Funeral Derangements. Oh my god. I, I just, I absolutely, as soon as they released that song, I was like, this is the song of the decade. Because it is just so heavy. Has a lot of good feeling to it. Because if you know the story of Cemetery, it's like, or Pet Cemetery, like, you can't imagine what it'd be like to be in that father's shoes. In fact, well, I'll get into that in a little bit. But <laughs> I mean, I I had a I almost had a pet cemetery moment. I think I've talked about it on here when my kid was like two. Oh, talk about just your body like becoming like empty if if something were have have uh, have had happened. Good lord. If something had happened to my kid, I don't know. I think I would go psycho like the guy in Pet Cemetery. Um, but the Pet Cemetery song, Funeral Derangements, guys. Oh my gosh, so much soul to that song. Like especially in the chorus, it's got they, it just hooks you with that chorus because it's got a good like melody to it. And even like the message, like I I could totally relate. Like if if that were to happen, I would be thinking the same thing like you'd kill to bring back your loved one right um but oh man 
you guys, I I cannot implore you guys enough. You gotta check out this new Ice Nine Kills album, especially the Funeral Derangement song, the My Bloody Valentine song, which is called Take Your Pick, and the Candyman song, which is Farewell to Flesh. Beautiful, like just amazing songs. <laughs> this band, I, I guarantee it, they will be touring. They will be a big act. If they continue down this path, they will be a huge band. And I remember saying that about Bring Me the Horizon back in 2008 when they released one of their albums. I was like, this band is going to be huge. This band's going to be... I thought they were I thought they were going to be huge in the metalcore scene and they are. They still are like in the metalcore scene, but they're still they're becoming a very huge band because how poppy they are now. They they became a very poppy band. Uh Bring Me the Horizon did. <clears throat> so I'm actually saying it now for Einstein Kills. They will be a huge band within the next 5 years. They will be doing they'll probably be doing like horror festivals every year. And being like the big headliner because I've seen, I haven't seen them live yet, but they, I've seen clips or like YouTube videos. They put on a hell of a show because now that they do have their calling of horror movies, Spencer likes to dress up like Freddy Krueger for one song. He likes to dress up as like part, part Jason, part Freddy Krueger, part, sometimes he'll dress up as like the American Psycho guy. Christian Bale. Oh my gosh. And they're just so uh they're just so full of energy and I I just I hope the day comes where I get to actually see them live. Um but moving ahead, speaking of live things, now that, you know, I had to give that a little give uh excuse that someone out of my life, I might need a plus 1 for Mark Normand. I don't know yet, we'll see. I've extended the invite to Alicia. That's still iffy. Um, but I this past week I was like dead set because I heard um, Bill Burr was coming to Portland and he's going to be doing a show at the Rose Garden or the Moda Center, which nobody in Oregon will ever call it the Moda Center. It's the Rose Garden. That's what it was built as. That's what it'll forever be known as. Um, yes, Bill Burr is coming to the Rose Garden, but, and I was like dead set. I was going to get those tickets. I was like, I'm going to get two tickets and oh man, it's going to be a blast, but no freaking good seating. Just even like in the 100 level for two tickets, almost $200. And I was like, fuck that. So I might still go. I might get nosebleeds. I don't know because... I have to see Bill Burr live. He's such a good talent. So fucking funny. If you guys have not seen Bill Burr, go to any one of his Netflix specials and you will cry your ass off just in laughing so hard. The guy just rants the entire time. He's quote unquote too angry, but it's just like he, he brings real life to people like me. Like he, he, I don't know. I could relate to a lot of what he's saying. Like, like, for instance, this one bit that just forever is one of my favorite bits ever is where he talks about any girl he ever tries to date is always trying to fix him. He's like, everyone, every girl I ever date is always trying to fix me. It gets annoying after a while. Like, you're not out of your fucking mind with all your fucking shoes. 
<laughs> and then he talks about like go get a hypo- go get the hypothetical perfect guy. Go down to Applebee's, let me know what you find. It's like that's what, how I want to like I that's how I want to be. But you know, there there's a <laughs> I don't know with the with the with a brain like him, you have to go through a lot of shit. And you can tell he's gone through a lot of shit just to get to where he's at. But anyway, yes, I'm planning. I'm still planning on going to see Bill Burr. We'll see what happens. I got until, I think he's coming in late June. So we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll hit the lottery. Maybe I'll come across a good deal. I don't know. But another person that's coming to Portland, and I ended up getting tickets for this, is um, Taylor Tomlinson, because she's got a hilarious, oh my gosh, one of my favorite Netflix specials is Taylor Tomlinson's uh, Quarter Life Crisis. So fucking funny. So I might need a plus one for that. I did get two tickets. I, th- I think I got second row. So should be a fun night. I'll extend the invite to anybody that wants to come, uh, anybody that knows me intimately reach out to me. We'll see. We'll, we'll make something happen. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I'll have a date. We'll see. Um, but I'm so excited to see Taylor Tomlinson. She's got some funny ass shit. Go see, go watch quarter life crisis. After you listen to this bullshit, me, uh, crying about my relationships and whatnot. (laughs) Um, geez. All right. Yeah, I'm just lying in bed here. Oof. I forgot. Uh, what did I forget? Uh, whatever. <laughs> my, my my brain's going like a million miles an hour right now because of the whole birthday party thing. That was nuts. I spent an hour and a half of the two hours just running after my kid around the freaking pizza parlor and <laughs> playing games and... Ever since, you know, that incident that happened a couple weeks ago, I've been ballsy now. Like, I just do not fucking care about wearing masks. And it's funny going into businesses like that because it makes no sense to me to wear a mask. Like, oh, okay, wear a mask until you get to your table. To me, that's complete horseshit. It's like, okay, now everybody's safe from COVID because, you know, we're sitting down. No, fuck you guys. So... I get in. It's funny. I'm like walking in with the cake and I'm not, everybody else is masked up except for me. And immediately the lady's like, Hey, do you have a mask? And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll go get it. But I have to go put, put the cake down. <laughs> and I go, I, I just like, yeah, whatever. And I just immediately was like, no, fuck you. Like went and put the cake down and then just ran after my kid for like an hour and a half with the manager, like every half hour, just being like, sir, can you get a mask? And I'd always just find an excuse to be like, yeah, I'll go get it here in a minute. And I'm like chasing my kid around the pizza parlor. Yeah, I don't know. Finally, I just got fed up with him, and I think he even heard me. And I was like, "This this fucking place, this place sucks." <laughs> Everybody's kind of like looking at me, like, "Oh God, Ernie's gonna ruin the party." But no, I didn't make a scene. I w- ended up wearing a mask just to place an order, and then after that, I just took it down and just ran around the pizza parlor. And you could tell that manager fucking hated me. Because I was just like, fuck your guys' rules. I'm not living in fear anymore. I can't believe people still are. And if you are, stay home or wear a mask. Just let us live because I'm not going to, not not succumbing to policies anymore. I didn't wear a mask to Halloween Kills. 
that what was nice was nobody said anything there. I mean, even the workers, they were just kind of like, whatever. Um, I didn't wear a mask to go grocery shopping this past weekend. It was nice. It's so funny. Like, it's so liberating. You guys got to try it. Seriously, like, stand up. Fight back. I mean, don't be a dick. If Unless they're being a dick to you, don't be a dick. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean to. I don't mean to cause trouble. If it really is an inconvenience to them, I'll succumb for a second. Like I said, I did it when I ordered a made when I made an order. Uh, but just kindly fi- fight back. Be nice. Just sit there and be an American. Stand up for freedom, man. It's a nice thing to have while we still have it. But yeah, oh, that was that was just birthday parties are rough when with little kids, guys. I'm sure you guys, all you parents out there, know it's rough. Um, but when we were about to leave, like I was just waiting to get an order for my aunt because she was there with me. Uh, I was just we were just sitting there, me, my sister, and my aunt were just sitting there waiting. And then I get a phone call from my ex-wife, the, who had just left with my kid, telling me that my kid almost got hit by a car as they left the freaking pizza parlor. And I just like, oh, God, another pet cemetery moment. Where it's just like, thank God it didn't happen. Apparently, the van was just inches away from hitting my kid. And uh, because my kid doesn't look ever. it's He's one of those kids that just... The second you give him an inch, he'll take fucking the next state. He won't take the mile. He will... He'll go hundreds of miles. And like, like I said, the kid is super fast. So I have... I, like, anytime I'm with him out in public, I have to be on him. Like, we have... Like, I understand the leash thing. I don't... I don't put people down that use leashes anymore. I used to think it was un, inhumane uh, to treat kids like animals like that. But I get it. No. And I, I've thought about it with my kid, but no, it's just like I'm I'm a traditionalist. And I'm in the end my parenting style, I should say. Because the kid, like, I don't know, I just have to have him within arms of reach everywhere I go. And I don't care if I'm holding stuff or I could be holding like a million dollars in my hand. The second that kid gets more than like a few feet away from me, I'm dropping everything and I'm grabbing him <laughs> because he will disappear. He will disappear. Oh boy. Um, let's see here. I don't really have much else to talk about, so I'm probably going to get into angels corner. I don't have anything to complain about with my work week. Same old shit, different week. Um, uh, Yeah. So nothing to complain about. So I might as well just get into Angel's Corner. Angel Bane Willis, writer for my show, big help. Love the guy. He could be doing something better with this time, but he helps me out. And I love him for it. He could be playing Pokemon Go. Uh, he can be doing his nerdy stuff, but he decides to help this guy out with his podcast with his dumb podcast where he bitches about relationships and bitches about parenting and bitches about not having enough money to go to shows, but 
will go for the right price. Um, and talks about like what he would do to Michael Myers if he ever saw him. Hint, hint. No, not like that, guys. Come on. I would kill the guy. Jeez. Um, let's see here. Okay, let's, since I'm on my phone doing this, this is a little weird. I am going to Angel Banuelos. He didn't submit any Would You Rathers, which was weird, but it's okay. So it was next week, <clears throat> but he did send me a ton of questions again. All right, well, let's start this one off. To answer your question from the last podcast, this is what the 27 Club is, and they and us said i don't know that they all died in different ways like suicide drugs alcohol but others say it it is the illuminati uh, then he sent me this little picture the 27 club includes popular musicians artists actors athletes who have died at age 27 often as a result of drug and alcohol abuse or violent means such as a homicide, a suicide, or transportation-related accidents. Is that like Amy Winehouse and Kurt, Co- Kurt Cobain was only 27? He looked way older than that. I thought the guy was, like, approaching 40. Uh, got Jim Morrison. Oh. Oh, list in order. Janis Joplin, Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, Amy Winehouse, Brian Jones, Robert Johnson, Robert McCrinnan? I don't know. Kernan, Alan Wilson. I don't even know who those guys are. That's weird. That's crazy. Yeah, I'd never heard of the um, 27 Club. That's weird. So the Illuminati is responsible for Kurt Cobain dying? Mm, I'm going to still say Kurt Cobain offed himself. I don't know about Amy Winehouse. That could be the case. I, funny thing is, guys, I've never, ever listened to a single Amy Winehouse song until kind of recently. Uh, on the Joe Rogan podcast where he was with Burt Kreischer and they ended up playing an entire Amy Winehouse song. And I gotta say, I didn't see the intrigue on in Amy Winehouse music. It, was she like Lana Del Rey? First off, nobody's not, nobody's like Lana Del Rey. Lana's my girl, okay? That girl, uh, she's so beautiful for one. Has a voice of an angel. I could listen to her one album. I could listen to her sing to me all day long. Um, she has one album that's just amazing, like front to back. Just I love it. Believe it or not, guys, this metalhead loves Lana Del Rey. She has amazing music. 13 Beaches. Oh, beautiful song. I don't even know how old she is, but she better not be joining the 27 Club anytime soon. All right. You will probably see Halloween before you do your podcast. So how was the new Halloween movie? Was it worth the wait? Are you still excited for the next movie? I, uh, since I already did that, as did, uh, reviewed the movie, yes, it was worth the wait. It sucked. I really, I really wish it would have came out last year because the next movie would have came out this year. And we would have, we would right now wouldn't be talking about the ending of the entire thing. But that's next year. So fuck you, COVID, you assholes. But yes, it was worth the wait. Um, the firefighter scene was incredible, although they did they pretty much spoiled it with the previews. I, speaking of the firefighter scene, I just heard this recently, but apparently somebody was trying to petition that they delete that scene because it's offensive to firefighters. 
<laughs> really, guys? Come on. Like, are we really, like, that retarded as a society anymore? Because, or, like, uh, still, I, I don't even, I don't even know how to talk today. I'm, I'm fucking retarded. Um, but, okay, so you're, you're not okay with firefighters, firefighters dying, ah, firefighters dying, you're not okay with it, but you're okay with Michael Myers killing cops, killing teenagers, killing, um, little kids, he did kill kids, he, he killed a kid in the last one, the kid was like 12, and he freaking broke his neck, oh, man, and then the, oh, speaking of the, breaking necks oh there was a brutal brutal kill from one of the kind of main characters from the last movie but he dies in this movie oh my god michael fucks him up it was totally i like i actually felt bad for the guy like you hated him at the end of the last movie but when he comes back in this movie he becomes kind of more likable again he actually be well, i don't know if likable again he just becomes kind of likable in this one and then Michael just fucking has his way with him and fucks him up. Oh, but yes, I'm excited to go see the movie next year. You bet your ass I'm going to be there. Hopefully, hopefully I get to see it on opening night because I mean, I didn't get to see it this past year on opening night because I had my kid. No problem though. I went and saw it the next night. So worth it. So much fun. All right, plowing ahead. What do you think when rock bands do pop covers? Do you think they make the song better, or they should should have left it as a pop song? Uh, it depends on the pop song because I don't really care for any pop music, but I will say, um, Ice Nine Kills does a killer cover of "Animals" by Maroon Five, and I knew, I knew, I knew that song, but I didn't. I never cared about it. And then I heard Ice Nine Kills covers it, and I'm like, oh, this song's amazing. This song's great. And then Memphis Memphis May Fire did a song, a Bruno Mars song, the Grenade song. And that that song actually kind of got me into Bruno Mars, kind of. But there is one Bruno Mars song that I do absolutely love. Gorilla is one of them. But the one I love to this day, even though it played out on the radio like hard, was Locked Out of Heaven. Love that song. That like that to me just shows how talented Bruno Mars is. And when he did the freaking Super Bowl show, like I don't like I said, I don't not fucking care about halftime shows, but I thought he killed it when he did his halftime show for the Broncos game, the Broncos and the Seahawks game. That was the game? Yeah. And he did like a drum solo. The guy fucking killed it. Uh, yeah, as much as I hate on pop music, I will give credit towards due, and Bruno Mars fucking kills. Um, but yeah, rock bands, depending on the song, can make the song or just make it sound even dumber. Um, Miss May I does a killer, um, I think a Rihanna song? Run This Town? Is that a Rihanna song? Uh... Yeah, they did a killer cover of that song, Run This Town. I don't know. It just depends on the band and it depends on the song. So it's it's it could be 50-50. Uh, 
When you worked in transport, how did you feel when you did more grunts? Were you scared, numb, or it that's just the circle of life? Uh, I was I was scared to do my first one. After the first few, I was I, I liked doing them, believe it or not. Like it wasn't like I, I, of course it's sad when somebody dies. That's horrible. Like you can only imagine what the family's going through. You empathize with them. Uh, but you do become numb to it, and you do realize that's just the circle of life. You know, pe- shit happens. People die. I'm going to die. Um, and you just do your best to make sure that they get to where they need to go, even though, like, you're just taking them to the cold room and waiting for a few. Fu- well, you're not waiting, but they're waiting for the funeral home to come pick them up. Uh, it's, it's, it's shitty, but... I actually liked doing them depending on what kind of patient I was dealing with. Like if you had to deal with a 500 pound patient, oof, I don't, I don't know if I ever had one. I know that I was lucky in most cases. I mean that pink, that pink sheet, whatever the hell that was, that helped a lot with everything. Um, all right. How did you feel when your ex-wife was your boss? She was not my boss. Like, Yes, she was a supervisor, but I remember when the manager had to make it a point to everybody, like, she's not my boss. I'm not ever going to be reporting to her directly about anything. And they had to, like, (laughs) they had to, like, clarify with everybody, like, this isn't, she's not going to spill the beans to Ernie about anything, about anybody in there. Ernie's not going to sit there and tell her about what's going on about with certain people. Like, no, I was never an inside guy. When we respected the rules, we were very, we were very good about following the rules. And I was, I was not ever going to compromise her position by being like that. Because I, if you guys know me by now, I do not give a fuck about anybody's issues. Just, I, I mean, I do, to a degree, but I never make it my business. I, I mind I mind my own business. I do my own thing. If people want to talk to me, then talk to me. Um, let's see here. Did you care or were you p- pissed if someone said, are you going to tell your wife on me? Nobody ever came to me about that. Like, um, like if, like like I said, I'd mind my own my I'd mind my own business, and if somebody was fucking like slacking off, I wouldn't go tell. I'd be like whatever. Like I I slacked off a good chunk of the time. If there was downtime, I was hiding somewhere until I got paged, because I didn't want to be in the dispatch room. I didn't want to talk to everybody that I worked with. I wanted to just be alone, buried in my phone watching YouTube or something, and wait for a page. Uh, Was there a transport you did not want to do? I'm sure there was. There was never a real morgue run that I didn't want to do. Um, Like, the uh, was there a transport you did not want to do? Like, the patient had a certain disease or my favorite, or my not-so-favorite, deceased children. Oof. I never, ever, thank God, had to do a deceased kid. Um, I'll never forget there was one night 
where I was in the throughput, which to people that don't know, the throughput is where you're just doing the emergency room stuff and you're taking patients to like x-rays or CAT scans or MRIs and or ultrasounds and you're just taking them back to the emergency room after they're done. Um, but I will never forget the night, the night before my birthday, like the most heartbreaking thing happened to me. Like I seriously had to hide in the bathroom for like 15 minutes and start, I bawled. I fucking cried like crazy because, um, a mom had, you could hear her throughout the entire emergency room. Her two year old had just died. And my kid at the time was like two years old. Oh, I'm still I'm getting kind of choked up about it right now. You could just hear her screaming. And the place, like, it felt like it was dead silent because all you could hear was her screaming. And that was just so rough because, like, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't put myself in her position. Like, the whole pet cemetery. It's funny. Full circle here. Uh, the whole pet cemetery thing. Um, and she was like, I don't know what I would do if my kid at that age died. I don't know what happened to her kid, um, but I know that they were doing everything they could to revive the kid, and he, they, the kid never made it. So um, you could hear her screaming, crying, and I just had to hide. <laughs> and, I mean, I thank God for my ex-wife when she was there because uh, we went home that night, and I just I lost it. And I was just like, how can I enjoy my birthday the next day when that shit just happened? And, like, I immediately, like, went home, grabbed my kid, and just hugged him. Ugh. God damn it. Angel, why'd you do this to me? Um, but as far as the, the other thing, like, there was a transport I had to do where it was a little scary because the guy had active tuberculosis and <clears throat> that was terrifying because the second I walked into his room to take him to wherever he needed to go, like I walked in his room with my little helmet on my little stormtrooper helmet on and there were blood, there were bags full of blood everywhere, everywhere. The guy was like just throwing up blood for like the last day or two, just and I'm like, I don't know why the nurses weren't like cleaning this up, but it was just everywhere. Blood rags, blood bags. It was terrifying. And I just, I felt so bad for the guy. Uh, but yeah, that was a scary, scary transport. Oh, and there was, uh, there was another one where a lady took a shit on the stretcher. I put her on that sucked, but luckily I had the CNA the CNA cleaned it for me, which was such a blessing. <laughs> God. Uh, because it, it was horrible. Like, I think I even asked her before we left, like, do you need to go to the bathroom? She's like, no. And then I take her to the, like, I'm, we're like halfway to wherever she needed to go, like x-ray or something. And then she goes like, "Never mind. I need to go like right now. And she ended up taking a massive like diarrhea shit on the stretcher. And, Oh God! I immediately like just rushed her back to her, her room, and they got her all cleaned up. They cleaned up the stretcher. I d I just had to sit there and wait for the stretcher because that was just that was too much. The amount of shit medical people have to deal with, and I mean I'm not sitting there saying like transport had to deal with some shit, EVS has to deal with shit, 
nurses have to deal with shit. Everybody at the hospital has to their fair share of shit they have to deal with. Literally. Um do I do you miss transport? No. I do not. There's certain things I miss about the job, of course. A good having a good workout because I would walk like 13, 14 miles a day. I would do a half marathon. And like that was the nice thing. I you know, of course, when you first do it, the 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 soreness. Oh my gosh, you you don't get used to it for a while. And then before you know it, you're running circles around that place and it's like it's nothing. Um but no, I do not miss transport. I miss certain people. Of course, I miss Tommy. I miss you, Angel. Um, I miss a few other people. Alexis, she's such a doll. Like I, uh, Svetlana too. I miss those people. You, um, those were the coolest people ever. Um, did you have any beef with any coworkers in transport, or were you cool with everyone? I had beef with one particular person. And I'm not going to say her name. Only because she was talking about my then-wife and then would act totally two-faced towards me, towards her. Now, (laughs) I'd probably high-five her. (laughs) But I think you know who I'm talking about, Angel. Uh, She was really, really cool with me at first. And then after I heard about that, I was like, bitch, you not talk about my wife, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm like, whatever. I'll join you. We'll talk shit about her. <laughs> um, have you ever been in any work drama? What happened if you were or sucked into work drama? It can be from any job you had, past or present. Um, I did kind of ha- have work drama back at the job I used to do where delivering beds. That was tough like because I felt like my boss hated me. Him and I would fucking have like near near screaming matches at each other. We like I I had jobs or, or if I had dreams where I was like fighting him because he would piss me off so much. I would piss him off in, almost intentionally. I wanted to deck his ass so much, but it's like I was there for nearly seven or eight years, and him and I ended up like even though we fought so much we respected each other after a while because he would like want my input on certain things on certain people he trusted me for some reason even though I was I was an asshole too and you get two assholes in a beef like that like you don't you don't think it would end like that you think I like there were times where I was legit ready to get fired and, like, say, I'm going to meet you in the parking lot. I'm going to beat your fucking ass. Because <laughs> it was like that. But other than that, I don't like to get sucked into work drama. I hate work drama. I hate drama all in all. Like, just all together. I want to live a drama-free life and dr- be around drama-free people. That's all I want. It's hard, but it can, I think it can be done. You just got to surround yourself around good people. All right. Do you ever wonder what human being saw an egg come out of chicken, come out of chicken's butt, and think to himself, "I'm gonna cook it and eat it," or what humans saw a cow utter and say, "I'm gonna milk that cow and drink the cow's milk," dude? I don't have that particular thought or like that. Yeah, yeah, that thought in particular. But I do have 
thoughts along those lines. <laughs> and I think, uh, I don't know, like, it does make me wonder, like, who thought to just crack an egg and make it a chicken abortion and make that breakfast? Because, <laughs> like, that is weird. But obviously it's been since biblical times, since before biblical times, and they found the uh, the nourishment behind it, the, the nutritional value behind it, and said this is going to keep, like, the human race alive. You know, this is the circle of life because animals are really for, like, even though it's sad to say, you don't want to see an animal die, but animals are for pretty much human consumption. Um, as far as milk goes, though, yeah, I don't know who fucking thought of just like maybe somebody maybe tom green was like a prophet from like (laughs) maybe somebody reincarnated as tom green later down years later thousands of years later but (laughs) you don't get that joke it's like tom green back in late 90s sucked uh the udder of a cow and looked like he was blowing a cow (laughs) Maybe somebody did that back in the day. I'm just like, oh, yeah, man. Cow's milk is the shit. This is going to be a thing, guys. Let's make gallons of this. Let's fucking get it out there. All right. If you were suddenly arrested for no reason and your face was flashed all over the news, what would your family and, f- family and friends assume that you did? Uh, I would think if... Seriously... If anything, they'd probably just think like manslaughter, Un- unintentional or involuntary man- manslaughter. Because you know, I would never want to hurt anybody. I don't want to fucking fight people. I don't want to kill people. I don't want to. I just want to be a good person. But the thing is, shit happens to good people, and like that would be me. Like it would be an accident, accidentally killing somebody, maybe. Maybe, uh, I don't know, trying to do the Heimlich maneuver and fucking crush something. The guy dies in my arms. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And then, yeah, they find that I killed the guy because of my freaking, you know, my buffness. <sighs> um, if a doctor has a heart attack while performing a surgery, will the other doctors and nurses present work on him first oh <laughs> I don't, oh my god i'm so fucking stupid sorry angel if a doctor has a heart attack while performing a surgery will the other doctors and nurses pr- uh present work on him first well i think the uh, the anesthesiologist will have to just keep an eye on the patient while everybody else is trying to revive the doctor i think uh, it'd be a code blue and everybody would have to make sure that doctor is okay so he could perform his work. <laughs> if a Smurf starts to choke, what color will it become? I would think purple. Purple? Yeah, purple. Yeah, I'm going to go with purple. <laughs> I'm going to move on. That's a fucking that's a silly-ass question, dude. Um, what are you holding on to that's holding you back? Oof. Good, good question. Uh, well, 
it's funny that you asked that because yeah, this this happened this week. I think I'm just holding on to high expectations, I guess. That's exactly what it is. If you have high expectations of me and I know about it, like that's what's holding me back. Because I'm trying to I try so hard to please other people that I don't think about pleasing myself ever. Ever. Unless, you know, you're thinking about other things. Um, no. Like, yeah, that's that's what's holding me back is my my desire to fulfill others people's expectations of me. It's hard. But, you know, I'll get through it. I'll eventually get to that whole I do not give a fuck stage that I so desire. Uh, on dreams, goals, or just anything you're passionate about, what's a question? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Was that for the last question? Yeah, I'm thinking that's what that was for the last question. Um, what's a question you wish people would ask when they meet you for the first time? Um, just something basic. I don't even care what, like, if it's, like, my name, what do I do? Um, what's the name of your podcast? I don't know. What's a question you wish people would ask when they meet you for the first time? I don't mind when people ask me, like, what I am, because they hear me talk, and they don't, they immediately discount, like, Hispanic, um, I don't think it's rude to ask questions like that. Tom Segura did one time. <coughs> um, but yeah, I'll tell people I'm, you know, Hispanic, just a coconut, you know, white guy in a Hispanic body. If two mind readers read each other's minds at the same time, whose mind are they reading? That's just a confusing question. Is that a riddle? Um... <laughs> that, 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 I think they would blow each other's minds. I don't know. Like that, that that place would explode if that happened. I don't know. All right, I'm getting to the the end of it. If you can have the credit for creating any piece of art, painting or music or movie, etc., which piece of art would you choose? And okay, I guess I'll answer the first question. I would go music. I've always been so fascinated with music. I've always, I love playing music. I love screaming. I love trying my attempting to sing, even though I know I sound retarded. Um, I don't, let's see here. Yeah, just music. Like, and I wish I knew how to play more stuff. Like, I wish I played drums more. I wish I played a trumpet. I wish I played the trumpet still. I pl- wish I played the violin still. Um, I wish, yeah, just music. Oh yeah, I'm going to go the, yeah, music. And would you choose based on the money and fame that having created the piece of art would get you, or would you choose the piece of art you really loved? Wait, wait, what? And would you choose the, would you choose based on the money and the fame that having creative have having created the piece of art would get you oh my gosh i am so sorry angel maybe it's just maybe that's the way it's written it's driving me crazy i would just choose the piece of art i really loved okay i'm just gonna answer it like that because that's just a confusing way way to end this (laughs) yeah yeah i think that's that's how successful people 
in music and movies and painting, they don't, they'll tell you, they'll all tell you the same thing at first. It's never for the money. It's just that they get lucky because they stumble on something that they really, really love. And they, I don't know, they just pursue it and they, they have the drive, they have the means, they, they just do it. And I wish I could just do it. If I had to choose, though, actually, yes, I want. I would choose music, but first I would choose stand-up comedy. I wish I was more funny, guys. I wish I could make everybody laugh with this podcast. Um, when I'm, you know, talking to people, I love to make people laugh, and I, I am gonna pursue that art, but you know, little by little, I'm still a big bitch, but I'm gonna do it, and yeah, we'll see what happens in the coming days, weeks, years, uh, months, whatever. And yeah, and that'll do it for Angel's Corner. Holy shit. I cannot believe this. Oh my God. Uh, wow. I did not know that I was going this long because I was too busy in Angel's, uh, written stuff. And it's actually given me a red flag telling me like, Hey, your 60 minutes is almost up. Luckily, I did that first part and got that phone call. So it happened for a reason. So thank you again, Angel, for submitting those questions. You always kill it and knock it out of the park with them. Um, But I'm going to get out of here. You guys have a good day. Have a good weekend. Have a good week. I'll talk to you next week. We'll see what happens after all the bullshit I dealt with this past week. But um, again... I wish my ex the best. She's a great, great person. Um, Hopefully she finds what she needs. And yeah. And on that note, I'm going to get out of here. Talk to you guys later. God bless you. Have a good week. Deuces.